How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer for Monday, February the 22nd. So excited to be back here with the news, and I'm going to recap all of the stuff that happened this past weekend, starting, of course, with BlizzCon. Let's jump in. So, of course, this is Blizzard's annual conference that took place on Friday and Saturday, celebrated all of their IPs, uh, all online. And it was probably one of their slower years, but perhaps that's to be expected in this era that we live in. I would say definitely the biggest announcement that they made, and of course one of the open secrets of the industry for a long time, Diablo 2 Resurrected, a full remaster of the original Diablo 2, has been announced. Now, again, this is a remaster, and as emphasized by the developers, it is not a remake. They are simply taking the game, upgrading it to modern standards, and releasing it again. This is from Polygon, quote, It is because it needed to be the game players remembered. Blizzard felt that most deviations, even important quality-of-life features, would be a step too far, end quote. So the biggest change that you'll see is the graphics, which are going from 2D sprites to 3D models, though even then the aesthetic is basically maintained as closely as possible. And then they have added some stuff that are either optional or toggleable, so you can have like a shared stash across all of your characters, you can automatically pick gold up, things like that. Basically a friendlier experience but maintaining, like, the dark, frustrating Diablo 2 that you know so well. They're not adding, like, quest markers on a mini-map or anything like that. Anyway, this one is being handled by Vicarious Visions, which has a much better track record than the people who did the disastrous Warcraft 3 remaster. So fingers crossed on that, and it's going to be coming later this year. So that's all for that announcement. They also talked about Diablo 4 and introduced the new Rogue class which joins the Barbarian, Sorceress, and Druid classes that have already been announced. And Blizzard is saying that the Rogue is going to be a very customizable class. You can take it in different routes. You can be a Silent Archer, or the typical Dagger Wielder, lurking from the shadows. Anyway, they, they honestly did like a deep dive into everything that they can do, and a bunch more Diablo 4 stuff, so I encourage you to do some research of your own if you're invested in that. Uh, especially Polygon. They did a really good job with BlizzCon as a whole. Next announcement here is the Blizzard Arcade Collection, which is already available for purchase. You can pick it up now. And it bundles together three very early Blizzard games that you might not have played before. It was before, you know, all their popular games. Uh, so it's The Lost Vikings, Rock and Roll Racing, and Blackthorn. All of them have gotten some enhancements, some extra goodies like concept art, and you can get them together all in the usual places for 20 American dollars. And then the last thing we'll look at here is World of Warcraft. So the latest expansion that they had, Shadowlands, uh, released last October. Now it's getting its first major content patch called Chains of Domination. It's going to have a new raid, a new mega dungeon, a new area called the Maw. And then, you know, that's on top of all the usual story bits. You can Google that yourself. And then on the other side of WoW, there's WoW Classic. It is also getting an expansion of its own, and it's going to be a re-release of Burning Crusade, which is the first expansion that the game ever had. Now, current Classic players are going to be able to transfer their character over to Burning Crusade Classic or remain on servers that don't include Burning Crusade. So that means there's going to be two versions of Classic that are now going to be running simultaneously alongside the modern game. I do wonder how many more expansions they're going to keep that going with. Anyway, there you go, folks. That's BlizzCon. They talked about some other stuff, Hearthstone, Overwatch 2, but they weren't too major. And in the case of Hearthstone, you know what's going on there if you play the game. Okay, I'll try to get through this story as fast as possible. As you know, Epic Games and Apple are currently in a legal dispute over revenue sharing, and something absolutely wild took place over the weekend. So basically, Apple went to Valve, they subpoenaed Valve, and said, We want all your data. 
with the idea being that Steam's statistics are going to be able to help Apple build a case against Epic to prove that they don't have a monopoly on the market. Now, keeping in mind that Valve has absolutely nothing to do with this fight, here is what Apple is requesting, quote, Apple wants Valve to provide the names, prices, configurations, and dates of every product on Steam, as well as detailed accounts of exactly how much money Steam makes and how it is all divvied up. Apple argues that this information is necessary for its case against Epic, is not available elsewhere, and does not raise risk of any competitive harm. End quote. I mean, it's absolutely wild. Apple is trying to acquire tons of third-party data for absolutely no reason. The request was so extensive that they were actually trying to get information that Valve didn't even have because they didn't need it to operate their business. I mean, it is bewildering what Apple tried to get away with here and how they tried to make the case that this wouldn't be a move of competition on Apple's part. Anyway, that's the short version. Folks, thank you so much for tuning into the show here today. Of course, back with the news tomorrow, as always. And until next time, happy gaming, everyone. The TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Uh, I'm still a little bit blown away with this whole Apple thing. Let me let me read you some more stuff. So when they made... Okay, well, basically, the reason why we know about all of this is because both Apple and Valve basically wrote a joint letter to a judge because they couldn't come to a conclusion, and Valve had been subpoenaed, so they had to comply in, in some way. And what Apple wrote was that their request was, quote, very narrow. And of course, to them, very narrow means all the financial data that Valve has ever had. And not only that, it's not like Valve hasn't handed anything over. They've actually given some information that would theoretically actually be helpful to Apple. Documents regarding their own revenue share, what they consider to be their own competition with Epic Games, distribution contracts, things like this. The request is not narrow. It's pretty much as wide as you can go. And then something else I found really funny is Valve tries to position itself as just not a competitor, a a non-factor in this argument that they're having with Epic, and especially not a competitor in the mobile space. And this is what they said, quote, Valve is not Epic and Fortnite is not available on Steam, end quote, which is just true, right? Like maybe if Fortnite was even available on Steam in the first place, there'd be some kind of grounds here for a little bit more information, but there isn't. And then the, the other thing that I never really mentioned is that You know, this wouldn't just be Valve's data that they're handing over. It would be information about some, like, full game companies if all they release on is Steam. You know, think of any game that has only released on Steam or is mostly on Steam or whatever. If Valve hands that information over, they're not just putting Valve's information over, they're putting over that company's information. That's a lot for Apple to ask of. So, anyway, it was, uh, I don't know, we'll see, we'll see how the courts look at this letter because... Valve makes a pretty good case, but what do I know? I'm not a I'm not a lawyer. As for BlizzCon, uh, yeah, it was it was a pretty slow year, I would say. Although I don't know how substantial these Blizz, BlizzCons usually are. Like uh, even in previous years, like we you know we get game announcements, but they're not usually all that substantial. Although you know I don't know. Like if you are in the Blizzard ecosystem, then I guess it probably is substantial. They talk about a whole bunch of story stuff and extra content heading to the games and stuff like that. I guess just for someone like me, who's just an outside observer and is used to getting all the headlines from across the industry every single day, it doesn't feel super substantial. Besides Diablo 2, I think that's pretty cool that they're doing that. And it's Vicarious Vision, so I have a lot more trust in what they're going to come out with. Hopefully that is the case, and uh, they're not just doomed to fail. Anyway, folks, that'll do it. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me back tomorrow with even more. Until then, cheers. (laughs) 